Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, we have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers, and all of them, because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented there are here. So Americans aren't having babies, and that's why we have to allow people who broke the law to become citizens? Holy crap, Chuck Schumer! That's... That is one bloody heck of an admission. As Carol Markowitz writes in the New York Post, Chuck Schumer finally admits it, Democrats don't want any real immigration law. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? 833-GOT-TONY, that is the number. Feel free, call in, I don't mind. 833-468-8669, 833-GOT-TONY. That's a statement. We're not making enough babies, therefore illegal immigration. That's a stretch. That's a stretch. It's it's a it's a unique take without any rational thought behind it. Because as a nation of immigrants and a nation that should be absolutely pro-legal immigration we would simply say that there is no need, none, for illegal immigration. But let's break down just for a moment how Chuck Schumer tries to sell this. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, we have a population that is not reproducing it on its own. So what we need are lawn care professionals and breeders. That's what the man just said. So don't get angry with me. Settle yourselves down. Let's go through it again. Chuck Schumer in his own words. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, we have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. First, why do we have a shortage of workers? And what workers are we talking about? You mean the workers who mow your lawn. That's what you mean. If we were having a shortage of lawyers, would you be in favor of opening up the border to lawyers? What we need are more lawyers in the country so we can bring down the average cost per hour of what those blood-sucking vermin charge. I'm sorry, we're not allowed to say that? Is that not allowed? I don't, I don't know. I don't know the rules on what we're allowed to say about lawyers. Hold on. The lawyers tell me I'm not allowed to say that. And then uh, followed it up with, seriously, Tony, don't say that. So, so there's that. If the people coming across the border were lawyers, would it be uh, people like Chuck Schumer so easily welcoming them, welcoming them in? 
But no, they want to they wanna cut your lawn or, or they're going to do some other manual labor. Oh, that's fine. That's good. That's helpful. We will allow the law to be broken because those things are important. You can't have legal immigration and still have people engaging in jobs that are physical labor jobs, which I don't argue uh, are important and are in need. But that's his argument for why we should allow the law to be broken. Because nobody is out there to paint his house at a good enough price. Holy cow. And then the idea that we're not populating fast enough. The beauty of being a nation of immigrants is that we don't have the issues that other nations have. To be an American is this is this super unique thing where all you have to do is say, yeah, I'm down for that. The only thing you have to do to be an American is say, that idea is super groovy. Count me in. Can't be Chinese and do that. Can't be um, Egyptian and do that. You can name a, a, a series of other countries. It doesn't work like that. Being an American is a unique thing. You buy into and believe in the idea and the ideal. Part of our problem is we have people who come from other countries who don't believe in the idea and the ideal. They're told, come to America, this bigoted, awful, racist place, and demand that you get taken care of. And that's what happens. I would start, if I was president of the United States, uh, with these kinds of declarations. If you're coming to the country and you don't like the country, we immediately throw you out. But most importantly, we have a zero-tolerance policy. We have to have a zero-tolerance policy when it comes to the border and no illegal immigration whatsoever. We have to reduce things to zero or as close to zero as possible, and every day we have to work on getting better. But it is radical to say that the reason we have to allow 11 million illegal immigrants become citizens is because we need people to mow our lawns because our college-educated America ain't making no babies. That's what he's saying. That's exactly what he's saying. The people who vote for us don't make babies, so we got to bring in more people to vote for us. We got to make our own babies. In a nation like ours, you create Americans by saying welcome. But the only caveat is legally. Why don't you, Chuck Schumer, you low-rent coward, instead of screaming about the need for illegal immigration, why don't you work on legislation that fixes legal immigration and let's go about saying welcome to a lot more people? This isn't tough. This isn't even close to hard work, guys. You just got to be willing to do it. So now you're forced to ask. Tony's right. They could do this. But they don't. Why not? It is in the question of the why not that things start to fall apart for the political left. And you go back to Markowitz's column in the New York Post. Democrats don't want any real immigration law. If 
you have a standard. If you have a belief that only certain people should be allowed into the country, you may not get the type of voter that you're hoping for. And the question before us, the question before us is exactly that. We talk about allowing people into the country. What kind of people are we talking about? What kind of nation are we talking about? What kind of people are we talking about, I should say, coming into the nation? Are, are we talking about people who are, are there to, to, to clean out Chuck Schumer's gutters? Who didn't bring this up during the election. He only brought it up after he won re-election. Right? Only afterwards did he bring this up. So you know this is just a talking point bit of nonsense. Does he want to bring in people to clean his gutters or does he want to bring in professionals? Does he want to bring in people who go through a lawful system that might actually take a while or bring people in who are here illegally and immediately give benefits to so he has people indebted to his political party? It doesn't take much to figure this one out. It doesn't take much to see what it is that's happening here. It doesn't take much at all. The game that that Schumer is playing and, and how indeed he's playing it. The, the, the absolute hate that he has. Certainly for the rule of law. This is a member of the U.S. Senate. The Senate Majority Leader. It's really hateful stuff. It's really remarkably bigoted stuff. So, this is Schumer saying illegal immigration, totally fine. We make 11 million illegal immigrants uh, uh, citizens because we're not making babies. So, if, if I were, were you, I would uh, say I don't want to have uh, uh, 11 million illegal immigrants uh, made citizens. I think uh, my plan is to go home uh, tonight and have a lot of sex. Yes! 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 And when uh, asked, well, why do you want to do this? It's, it's because Chuck Schumer told me so. And if anybody can inspire sexual activity, it's Chuck Schumer. All right, you don't have to think about them at all. Go have fun, kids. I'm Tony Katz. So the Dow's up 23, the NASDAQ is down 104, but everything is this Disney story. It's it's crazy. They move out Bob Chapek. They put back in Robert Iger. Literally no one saw it coming. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, and you got to ask yourself, how much did Woke um, play, play into this? How much did the, the Woke push of Disney play into this decision? You've seen the stock price uh, come down, although COVID could certainly have played a part in that. As the story goes... People have been complaining that Bob Chapek, the CEO, was not fit for the job. Chapek took over about a year ago from Robert Iger. 
controlling Disney. And of course, we've had all of the conversations about the wokeness of Disney, the fights with Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida. You realized that they weren't listening to stockholders. They weren't listening to to the consumers. They were listening to the children of those on the executive team who all demanded more wokeness. Executives and executive producers who were saying they were adding characters just to move forward certain agendas. That's not why you make a movie. That doesn't make any sense. It's bad business. So they had started getting emails, internal emails, this from CNBC, from senior leadership stating that Chapek simply couldn't do the job. And this is a guy who'd been with, with, um, with Disney for a while. For a while. So the um, team got together. Didn't have really any other replacement. They're like, we just got to do this. So they reach out to the former CEO, Robert Iger. Now, Iger had said publicly, count me out. I'm leaving. I'm done. Thank you, Cleveland. Good night. And so they reach out to him Friday and said, look, um, about this Chapek thing. Uh, nice guy. Oh, nice guy. What a nice guy. When you say he's in a, yeah, uh, he's got to go. And Iger said, what do you mean? He's, he, he's got to go. And Disney was like, well, we could do it that way. And Iger was like, come on, that's not necessary. Like, all right, all right, we're kidding. Okay, seriously, nobody thought about whacking Bob Chapek. And they're like, no, no, he's just, he's just got to go. Um, he, he may not have been the right choice for what it is uh, that, that we're doing. And so... I'm curious because I haven't seen yet what they're paying Robert Iger. He's like, all right, all right, I'll come back. Which, you know, this is the the story of of Supreme Court justices. Why don't they retire? Because what are they supposed to do after they retire? What are they supposed to do? I think the story was about Sandra Day O'Connor, that Sandra Day O'Connor left the Supreme Court because her husband was ill, I think it was dementia or something like that, something really, really bad, and said, I'm going to take care of, of my husband. And she left the court, and he died not so long after that. And so you're left almost with this question of, okay, she left the court. She can't go back. She left the job. What is she supposed to Right? What is your identity at that moment? It's a really kind of interesting thing. And when you're talking about running quite literally one of the top companies in the world. The strength of Disney? Come on. It's a hard thing to walk away from. So uh, according to uh, the, the sources, because this got announced last night, this came in like 10, 10 p.m., Bob Chapek had absolutely no idea it was coming. None. Zero. Now, he had to know something was coming because the stock price had has uh, dropped. If you take a look at it a year ago, the stock price was 157 If you take a look at it right now, the stock price is 97 And that's only because in the pre-market trading, because of this change, the stock was up like 10 bucks. It closed it at, what, 90 yesterday? 91.80. It closed at ni- on Friday. It closed at 91.80 on Friday. It opened at over 100. Right now it's at 97. And I think some people are going to be buyers now if it means they're going to go down the road of actually 
engaging profit and worrying about the stockholder and not worrying about the woke holder. So then you've got a question of about some other people who, uh, who were there with uh, Chapek. One of them is a guy by the name of Kareem Daniel. I know nothing about Kareem Daniel. Um, he leads Disney Media and Entertainment, uh, which is a division that got created by, by Chapek. I think it's fascinating because I think we're going to hear sooner rather than later whether or not the decisions on some of the wokeness and the fight with DeSantis led to this decision. Now, some people are arguing, as we're reading the reporting, that they've had an issue with Chapek's leadership style for for years, and I do remember hearing that, that maybe he wasn't the right choice from the beginning. Well, clearly that's the case. And I think that moves like this are, are very, very important because they say a lot about this this conversation that we've been having in five years, less than five years, all this DEI, SEL, woke nonsense will be out of corporate America or the vast majority of corporate America. It doesn't work. It does not work. Nobody is better off. No company grows from it. Employees don't feel emboldened by it. It is weak nonsense. It's virtue signaling garbage. Movies are good because they are good, because the characters are solid. The story arc matters. If you're going to be introducing characters because this one is gay and this one is trans and this one is bi and this one is non-binary and this one is... That's nonsense. Just like when California said, well, if you want to have a company here, your, your, your board of directors has to have one of this and one of this and one of this and one of this and one of... I'll put on my corporate board, anybody I dang well choose. Anybody I want goes on my corporate board, not who you want. I got to have a black person, a gay person, a Jewish person, a white person. No. I want what I want. They all come from the same household, so be it. They all come from the same race, the same religion, the same this, the same that, so be it. My company, I get to choose, not you. And so I want to know how this kind of permeates through the Fortune 500. I want to see how this spreads out. That's what I'm really interested to see. And uh, I'm uh, hoping, hoping that it leads to the further downfall of the woke nonsense. This is Tony Katz today. This did not happen to me until this year. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Many people are on LinkedIn. I set it up years ago. I still have it. I don't think it's ever helped me get a job. Maybe it's helped me find some people. I don't know if it's helped me get a job. I get emailed to me, top job picks for you. So this is what LinkedIn, uh, according to, I don't know, whatever algorithm, They've decided it's a perfect job for me. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Find everything, tonycats.locals.com. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. I'm I'm not looking for another gig at at the moment. But here's the list that they emailed me. 
All right, should I, should I read? Here, here it is, uh, everybody. Uh, I could be the director of media sales for something called Monumental Sports and Entertainment. I don't know what Monumental Sports and Entertainment is. What's up, guys? Um, they uh, they own and operate five professional sports teams: the Washington Mystics, which is the WNBA, the Washington Capitals, or NHL, the Washington Wizards, the G League uh, Capital City Go Go, and the NBA 2K League Wizards uh, District Gaming. I would think director of media sales would be a pretty, I guess, good gig. But I, I I don't want to be the guy selling the, the talent. I want to be the talent. Now, if if Monumental uh, Sports and Entertainment wants to bring me on to do content for them, well, then I get it. Then I absolutely get that. That's that's clear and that's good. Uh, but I'm not I'm not taking the sales job. I, create content, yes. Sales, uh, uh, no. Uh, then um, I could be wait where here it is. Uh, DraftKings, which. A full disclosure uh, does uh, advertising on, on my main station, WIBC, and I have uh, been doing DraftKings ads for over a year now. Maybe it's two years now. I think it's two years now. Maybe it's longer than that for all I know. VIP reactivation host. I don't know what this is, but I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated just by the name. Does anybody know what this is? A VIP. Here, oh, here it is. Oh, I have a description. As a VIP reactivation host, you will oversee and cultivate relationships with draft. You guys know what DraftKings is? It's the online gambling online. People are now starting to be, we have to take a look at this, this online gambling because this is really not good. Um, for whom? If you tell me somebody who has a gambling problem is gambling, would you feel better if they were gambling in a casino? But neither here nor there, what's the real issue? Why shouldn't it be legal? What are, are are people looking for a problem, or are they just they you know they 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 need, they need something to to rally against? I don't know if this is it. I think yeah, online gambling has proved extremely popular. This is a country that likes to take a bet, likes to place a bet. It ju- just is. So a VIP reactivation host, you will oversee and cultivate relationships with DraftKings' most highly engaged players, responsible for the day-to-day execution of DraftKings' industry-leading VIP engagement strategy. Oh, so you get people who were were playing a lot to come, all right. Basically, uh, that's cart fulfillment. Right, you 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 are online shopping and you put seven things on the cart and then you're like, yeah, I'm not so sure. And then you got the, the site comes back and he says, hey, look at all this great stuff that you could have if you just enter your credit card information. That that's what it is. Interesting, interesting gig. Interesting, interesting, interesting gig. Get to know people, get to engage with people. I could see it. Like, I have always believed that, like, the, the job I was built for, concierge. Concierge, like, like, just helping people get what they want and find their way to the thing and set up cool kind of, like, environments and opportunities. for That sounds like fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. That's kind of what this is. Interesting. And then there, there were there were some other ones. I don't even know what they are. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't even know why. I would. So that's just some of the jobs. 
some of the jobs that are being offered uh, out there. And right now, um, get every job you can, people. <laughs> nothing, nothing 2023 looks good. Not a single thing, except for Twitter. Twitter is looking absolutely positively amazing. Yes, 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 yes. Trump was allowed back on Twitter. Marjorie Taylor Greene was allowed back on Twitter. Kanye West was allowed back on, on Twitter. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else uh, just got allowed back? Oh, Project Veritas allowed back on Twitter. And the left is very unhappy about this. No, God! No, it's true. No, God, please, no! 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 OMG, are you kidding me right now? I hate Illinois Nazis. Uh, it doesn't matter. They, they call everybody Nazis. It's what they do. Uh, yeah, these people are allowed back. Now, Trump has said, I'm not coming back. He's got Truth Social. That's where he's going to try and force people to get his uh, content. But considering how many people have been sharing the Truth Social content onto Twitter, I think that's the best. I think that's the best. It's like, all right. Don't be on Twitter. If you don't want to be on Twitter, sir. Hello. Hey, sir. Don't be on Twitter. It's totally fine. My life is not different because you're there or, or, or you're not there. But watching people lose their heads has been stunning. And specifically at Elon Musk, Senate Democrats want the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, to investigate Elon Musk after his purchase of the site. How how dare we let this guy just own Twitter? We need to investigate him, check in on him, who he's working with, you know, pressure those people to stop working with him. This level of banana republic corruption from the left, unreal stuff. Gross, ugly stuff. But it's the standard. If you want an example of it, this is Robert Reich. Robert Reich is the former Secretary of Labor under uh, uh, Bill Clinton. Right? That's, that's who Robert Reich is. And Robert Reich goes to the Twitter box and states, I, I can't make this up. Just because you're rich doesn't give you a right to own and break whatever you want. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, so. Oh, my. Just because you're rich doesn't give you a right to own and break whatever you want. That's correct. You could also be poor. If, 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 I'm, if, if I own, um, I don't know, a uh, guitar. If I own a guitar that was once played by Buddy Guy, and I want to break it on stage or run it over with my car or set it on fire of course I can do that. But I think the bigger conversation is the idea that Robert Reich thinks that Elon Musk is breaking Twitter. 
allowing people to engage in conversation is far from breaking something. It was already broken. Elon Musk is just the crazy glue. He's the duct tape of social media companies. Not a hero because he he has said something. Um, Hold on a second. I've got somebody on Twitter saying that Reich was talking about Nancy Pelosi. I don't, I don't think that's the, I don't think that's the, the case there. Nice, nice try though, on the joke. Ha <laughs> ha. There are people, infuriated, of course, as we know that free speech is actually allowed on the platform. They don't want speech allowed on the platform and they are most upset that they no longer own the platform, control the platform. They are infuriated by this. But we should note that the platform was broken and is being fixed if it's allowing more people to engage. But there's been some talk about Alex Jones. I'm not an Alex Jones fan. I think Alex Jones is a scumbag. I've always thought he's a scumbag. I'm not going to stop now. And um, and Alex Jones is not on Twitter, and so the question is, why not? And Elon Musk said, because I've I've lost a child. And there's uh, Alex Jones causing hardship and grief for the parents of Sandy Hook where their children were murdered. And, of course, he loses this major lawsuit, millions and millions. It'll get into a billion dollars by the time it's said and done. And so when asked about it, Elon Musk states, my firstborn child died in my arms. I felt his last heartbeat. I have no mercy for anyone who would use the deaths of children for pain, for gain, politics, or fame. His first child um, died of uh, sudden infant death syndrome, SIDS, 10 weeks old back in 2002. First of all, that's a horror. Cannot imagine, won't imagine. I'm going to leave that one be. Second... Oh, by the way, the uh, the total amount of damages when you do add it, it is one point four billion. I knew it was into the billions. I knew it. Um. So we're clear. Elon Musk is wrong here. Elon Musk wants to discuss that free speech matters, but he has decided there is a a, a bridge too far. Alex Jones is the bridge too far. If you are going to say that people should be allowed to speak, it can't be predicated on whether or not they've done something that insults your sensibilities. It is a reminder that Elon Musk is not a savior and he should not be treated as a savior ever. He's a guy who bought a platform And who's on it and who's not on it doesn't change how you live your daily life. But certainly it has exposed where some people are in this free speech conversation and how little they think you should be allowed to speak freely or more to the point how they want to ensure what it is you hear and don't. 
I mean, that's really where it's at. They want to decide what you hear and what you're not allowed to hear. I must say, though, that I am, um, while I would feel absolutely horrific uh, for, for him, losing a child, goodness gracious, it's not a reason to not allow somebody on the platform. Because someone could decide, well, if that's a, a problem, what about Trump saying this and what about this one saying that? I go back to, why is the Ayatollah allowed on the platform? Why is that allowed? Why is this murderous, Jew-hating fool allowed on the platform? Why is this murderous, American-hating fool allowed on the platform? See there? Maybe, maybe that's easier for some people to take. For what purpose? For what reason? Why? Madness. So he's he's wrong here. I don't... I don't uh, question... Whether or not he takes what uh, what Alex Jones said personally. I'm not questioning that at all. I am saying that's not enough. It's not enough. You know, let people speak, you got to let them. But the reactions have just been stunning and stellar, and they're everywhere. They are everywhere. So upset that Trump is on the platform. So absolutely angry. This was the Anti-Defamation League. Um, uh, say, saying that uh, of this was wrong of, of, of Elon Musk uh, to, to do, right? Because um, they put, they put Musk, uh, Musk put out a poll. He put out a poll and it was like, uh, should Trump back be, be back on? And they, they said, uh, uh, yes. And Jonathan Greenblatt of the ADL, for Elon Musk to allow Donald Trump back on Twitter, ostensibly after a brief poll, shows he is not remotely serious about safeguarding the platform from hate, harassment, and misinformation. Neither are you, Jonathan Greenblatt. That's not what the ADL does. That's not what Twitter's supposed to do. Let people speak, and you go about figuring out what is and what isn't. And what you consider hate and harassment might not be what somebody else considers hate and harassment. You don't get to decide. And let me say clearly, Jonathan Greenblatt, ADL, uh, Anti-Defamation League, you sure as hell don't speak for me. You don't speak for me. Somebody you disagree with is involved in hate speech. There's no such thing as hate speech, but that's ridiculous. You disagree with them. That's it. Good Lord. He's not serious. Go start your own platform. Learn to code. Or you already know how to code. What are people saying now? Learn to weld? Yeah. Like those people are ever going to weld. I'm Tony Katz. So I said I was going to bring up Kyrie Irving. I didn't realize how close to the top of the hour I was. But he's back with the with the Brooklyn Nets, and he's apologizing again. Forced apologies don't mean anything. Don't worry about it. I mean, you can talk about what he said but, or, or what he's sharing, but forced apologies don't work. What was fascinating is these black Hebrew Israelites are all around Barclays Center, and they're, cha- they're supporting him. They're chanting, we are the real Jews. 
I swear to you, it, it, it they're tiki torches away from being the, the, the people in Charlottesville. Like, it's just, it's nuts. But he's apologizing. He's back with the Nets. It's like, okay. So that's happened. I'm Tony Katz.